Hello, welcome to our podcast, Street Politics Across the Americas. Bienvenidos a Spa y bienvenidos a nuestro podcast Política Callejera en las Américas. We are your host, Gisela Medina and Rodrigo Viqueira. Hello, welcome to our first episode of Spa or Street Politics Across the Americas. We are very excited to be here and that you are listening. So first, I think we should start by introducing ourselves. I am one of the co-hosts of SPA. My name is Gisela, and I am a graduate student at Washington University in St. Louis in the Hispanic Studies program. Uh, my research so far is very focused on contemporary Afro-Latin literature and the diaspora in general. And I'm Rodrigo, I'm the other co-host. I am also a PhD student in the Hispanic Studies program at Washington University. Uh, I'm from Uruguay and my research is about media and labor in the Southern Cone and Brazil. Yeah, so like Rodrigo said, we are very excited to be here and thank you for tuning in and participating in this dialogue and conversation about street politics across the Americas. Gisela y yo decidimos empezar este podcast porque queríamos entender mejor la relación entre la política y el espacio público en las Américas. Entonces invitamos a académicas y activistas para hablar más sobre este tema y discutir diferentes casos en los que la política sucede en las calles. Yeah, and maybe before we start, we can um, just start by giving our definition of what street politics means. We know that street politics can have various meanings and manifestations, so we wanted to explain what we mean by street politics as we will be using it in this podcast. And our podcast poses a variety of questions regarding this topic. Yeah, like, where does street politics begin and where does it end? It is a very broad and porous concept, like Gisela just said, especially because we could consider not only explicit political movements and actions, but also certain ways of occupying the public space as political. In Latin America, for example, it is possible to understand urban practices as political from colonial times to the present. For example, what about the colonial carnival? Yeah, I think that's a great example, Rodrigo. And indigenous people and enslaved Africans managed to participate in those celebrations and exert some agency there, reclaiming a, a space in, in this public celebration, for example. Right. Or what about the so-called tapadas in 19th century Lima? Women were veiled from head to toe, showing only one eye, which gave them a certain degree of freedom to move around the city, a freedom that most women didn't have at that time. Yeah, Rodrigo, I think these are great examples, and we should certainly read these um, different cases as political, since people have always challenged the social order through urban practices across the Americas, and this includes certain ways to occupy the public space, to move across it, as well as to be seen or even unseen. In SPA, however, we will be focusing on cases in which the political dimension is more striking, since these are situations that show us how groups that do not feel represented by established institutions turn to the streets to reclaim a voice in the public sphere. Yeah, SPA will focus on the collective experience of politics that takes place in street protests and mobilizations. And in this first season, we will be talking about a few particular cases, which we will tell you about now. Right. Let me tell you about our next episode, 
we will be discussing the case of the Argentine workers who on October 17th of 1945 left the factories on the outskirts of the city and occupied Buenos Aires-centric Plaza de Mayo in order to protect their rights claiming for the release of Juan Domingo Perón in what has been considered one of the most significant political events in 20th century Argentina. In this episode, we will be talking to Ezequiel Adamowski, who is a professor at the Universidad de Buenos Aires and at the Universidad Nacional de San Martín. He has published extensively on Argentine history from a perspective that intertwines class, race, and gender. His book, El Gaucho Indomito, won the Best Book Award of the Latin American Studies Association in 2020. And in our third episode, we will be talking to Mel Toachi. Mel es una escritora y poeta de Sao Paulo, Brasil, y invitamos a Mel porque ella también es una slammer. Mel is an outstanding slam poet from Brazil, and our third episode is all about slam poetry. Now, when you hear slam poetry, you might be wondering why we have an episode dedicated to slam in a podcast about street politics. And well, we included this case because in Brazil, Slam poetry has actually taken on a, a sort of different form than what you might think of as slam poetry. And it is fascinating because slam performances have been taken out of the more traditional venues, such as cafes or, or bars, into the streets where slam has become a political platform for many people from the peripheries of the Brazilian cities. Y en el cuarto episodio hablaremos sobre el movimiento The Black Lives Matter. Desde su comienzo, pero especialmente en el 2020, el movimiento puso a la protesta callejera y a las movilizaciones masivas en el centro de la discusión pública en los Estados Unidos. En este episodio hablaremos con Jay Sheffer, quien es un abolicionista y activista aquí en San Luis. Jay estuvo presente en las manifestaciones de Ferguson en el 2014 y desde entonces ha estado trabajando con la organización Action San Luis. We asked our guest, what is the relevance of street politics today? Let's see what Ezequiel Adamowski told us. Me parece que en diversos momentos de la historia, como la actual, en los que quedó tan claro que las instituciones representativas no representan a las mayorías, que las instituciones representativas en verdad están en función de intereses minoritarios, intereses privilegiados, la ocupación de la calle siempre fue fundamental, ¿no? como, como forma de contrarrestar desafiar y disputar la política en, en un marco eh, diferente. Yo tengo la impresión de que, eh, en, aunque vivamos en una sociedad de redes y, y tanto de las consignas, incluso eh, expresiones políticas pasen a través de las redes, hay una potencia del encuentro de los cuerpos en, en las calles, del encuentro material, físico. ¿no? Hay una energía que se genera en esos, en esos encuentros que que las redes sociales no, no pueden eh, emular de, de ninguna manera. ¿no? Me parece a mí que el hecho de que... Bueno, en Argentina la verdad que ha sido siempre un rasgo muy definitorio de la política nacional, desde la época de la independencia hasta hoy, la ocupación de la calle por las clases populares ha sido prácticamente constante, eh, pero el hecho de que lo veamos eh, en las últimas dos décadas, por lo menos, en todas partes, como un rasgo decisivo me parece que, que habla de 
eh, sectores subalternos que están buscando el camino de constituirse en sujetos políticos para justamente desafiar eh, las estructuras de poder que han hecho de las, de las instituciones representativas un, un, un coto privado de los, de los intereses privilegiados. We asked Mel Duarte the same question and she told us the following. Y si ocorresse alguma coisa na cidade, algum Nossa, algum evento, alguma coisa específica que a gente também entendia que era importante ocupar o espaço, a gente também ia. Então, por exemplo, tem uma amiga nossa aqui que foi presa injustamente, ela faz parte do movimento é, do Sem Teto, né, aqui de São Paulo, é, sempre brigando a favor de moradia, e ela foi presa injustamente e nós fizemos um slam na frente do presídio, né, para apoiar essa parceira, para mostrar que a gente estava lá também. É, eu acho que são essas pequenas ações também que vão identificando para que, que serve o slam. Não é só um, uma brincadeira, é também uma brincadeira, uma forma da gente se divertir com, com a nossa poesia e, e melhorar o nosso trabalho. Mas eu acho que também tem esse lugar de pensar na militância, né? de que forma a gente pode se reunir e mostrar a nossa força e mostrar o nosso apoio para com uma causa. Então, é, o Islã das Minas sempre teve muito essa preocupação. E, e ocupar esses espaços sempre foram assim muito importantes. And Jay Shepard told us, I think that passive roles are necessary. I think that going out to the streets is necessary. Um, we need people to be doing everything. We need people to be donating to, you know, black-led organizations um, that are doing this work to sustain the work. Um, and we need we need bodies in the street. We need bodies in the street, especially because we know that they're going to bring so many bodies to um, mace and to pepper spray and to arrest and um, we're more powerful in numbers. So what do all these cases have in common? If you look at the titles probably of, of our next few episodes, you'll see them and think they're very different. And, and yes, they are about distinct topics occurring at different times in history as well. However, I think what brings all these cases together is that they are examples of a sensorial disruption of the city. There are cases which have had a very visual impact through the masses of people gathered at a given space, marching down the street and highway. If you're walking down somewhere and you see a group of people marching down the street, you're probably going to look and you're probably going to want to know what is going on. So there is this visual impact that these sort of manifestations um, create. So we can say that this visual impact has also been very present through the press, the media, and now with the more recent cases, even through social media, where the images and videos of these events, protests, manifestations, will circulate through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, any sort of social platform, really. Right, Gisela. And there is also an overall impact through the noise and sound from these protests. The chants, song, phrases, slam poetry even, and the music played at these protests allow for an interruption of the sonic regime of power, and it also becomes very symbolic when this so-called noise 
comes from people who have also been historically silenced. We hope you will join us in the next three episodes as we continue the discussion of street politics across the Americas and that you will share this podcast with your friends, your teachers, parents, co-workers, with whoever you want. Thank you for listening. We are Rodrigo Viqueira and Cesela Medina. Cesar Medina is our editor.